All right, here we go. Yep. So we only have uh, three of us here today. That's right. We're oh, uh... Strongman's gun. I didn't make the grayscale yet, so there's just a giant fucking space in between Josh and Vince. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like it's the no-no zone, I guess. Oh yeah. We're, yeah, we're recording, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, insert Joe Rogan intro here. Yeah. What's up, freak bitches? Oh man, that will never ever get old, bro. Oh man, it probably will, but it won't. You know. By the way, Josh, um, you were talking about dream psychology earlier, right? Yeah, I mentioned it. Uh... You want to explain? I don't know a ton about it, but the general concept is, uh, um, it was, uh, the work that, uh, um, like some of the, like the first people we could truly call psychologists that like, they had studied dreams a lot and they thought dreams were like a window, um, into like the darker, more hidden aspects of the mind. You know, these were people like Sigmund Freud, yeah. of course, um, they thought that by interpreting the dreams of people, you could, un you know, gain insight into um, mental condition, and uh, you know, possibly figure out, you know, it's like they thought dreams were trying to tell the person something subtly using the, um, you know, uh, using obscured concepts, you know, trying to suggest an idea to the person without without showing it to them because if they directly showed it to the person they wouldn't be able to comprehend it. They called that terror management theory. Um, Jesus Christ, this is deep. <laughs> yeah, your brain would kind of like, you know, filter out information that it couldn't really deal with or process, and you would, it would, um, in some cases, just, you know, straight up like, um, like cognitive bias, and like, you know, you would see it, but you wouldn't really see it, or you would just never really think about it in that way, To you know, in some sense. Yeah, that um, reminds me of a guy I used to know. Or he, he told somebody me about that you used to know. Yeah. Somebody he told me about the dreams that he would have and whenever somebody was gonna die but he didn't know it yet, obviously. That's that's the whole point. A crow when he was dreaming would come up like a black crow would come up to to him and it just start making a bunch of noise. That was every time someone died. So I'm not sure if it's really a coincidence or the brain just always subtly knows what you don't think about. Right. Yeah. See, that's exactly what Freud thought is that like, you know, there were there were kind of clues or kind of like little gives that a person was, you know, direly sick in in a sense, you know, or like the like the body might know things before you know them. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps. If it makes any sense, the brain, I guess. You know, if, if you think of if you think about the brain, what it really is, you know, like when a thought comes to you, it's because of an electrical impulse. You know. Yeah. And depending on the strength of the electrical impulse, it you know produces a stimuli. So if it does, if that impulse doesn't cross the threshold of consciousness, you know that it still happens. It's still there in your brain. You know, it's just like it hasn't passed the level of you know conscious knowledge yet. Still there, 
So if you have like these impulses from your body telling you that like you're fucked up because you're about to die, you know, they might be weak signals, but the signals are there. And that's that's where Freud thought those dreams of foreboding death would come from. Um, although I like Jung um, a little better. His work, he thought he thought about the patterns of dreams between people and cultures over, you know, like extremely long stretches of time. All right. See, see, man, I feel like, uh, I feel like that just because dreams can explain things doesn't mean they always explain things, you know, that's another thing. Like, mm -hmm. cause you're talking about, uh, I like there was the dude who knew like his body pretty much knew when people were going to die. Cause anytime he's seen a crow, someone would end up dying. But then again, there's also people like me who have dreams that are sporadic and don't make any sense. And they're confusing and like, there's not a single message within it. It's just retarded. Mm -hmm. and so that's why I like um, the way Jung thought of dreams a little more. I think it's a little more sophisticated. You know, he um, thought that it was where basically your minds played around with that border between, you know, like reality and, you know, things that it couldn't do. And, you know, that's why you did it while you were asleep so that you couldn't. You know, jump out the fucking window thinking you could fly or some shit like that, right? Um, and that that's how it kind of, you know, categorizes and order, organizes, like, you know, what's real and what isn't. And, um, you know, it, I think that has some merit, too, because like, um, if you stay up for days on end, you know, I've done it a couple times before because I'm a bad insomniac, but, you know, you'll start, you'll start seeing and feeling, thinking weird, yeah. you know, really weird. And it'll get yeah. to the point where you will hallucinate. I've actually been at that hallucination point before. There was like yeah. an entire year where I had a really shit sleep to the point I would get so little sleep it was still like I wasn't even sleeping. And I would actually get these really horrible hallucinations. And I remember one time I actually turned around and I saw one of the most grotesque, grimace, horrifying things in my life. You just said like three words that I didn't know existed, but continue. Well, that that's how I could describe it. Um, it was so terrifying. I guess you could well, take the Reaper and then the the Reaper and make it real. A Lovecraftian horror, maybe. Yeah, that that's a good way to describe it. Lovecraftian. I'm turning my. So, man, I. I... I've never been to that stage where, um, I guess, like, I've hallucinated or anything like that. But in terms of lack of sleep, I think the most fun I've been to is the point where, like, I get dizzy and, like, almost pass out, you know? But I've never been to the point where I end up seeing things. I can't relate to that one. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's fucked up. I've been close. I've never... Visuals, audible, audio, audible hallucinations happen. I have those every once in a while, though. Um, back to the psychology thing, though, like, he, Jung, he was really interested in, you know, the commonalities between people's dreams, you know, across cultures and, you know, across time. He didn't really, he was, you know, he wasn't a time traveler, so he couldn't go back in time and investigate, so you can only glean so much from that, but you know, still... Um, he found a uh, quite a few 
of commonalities, like, and the, he called them archetypes, right? Yeah. And it's like these um, kind of abstract ideas of things that that keep reoccurring, you know, like, um, and he thought that religion was like, you know, constructed of archetypes that came from people's dreams, you know, over millennia, and you know. It's like you have this concept of an ideal. Oh, yeah, that's happened. Plenty of people use things like dreams and visions as a way of religion. That's how uh, Mexico was founded when it was found by the Aztecs. Was mm -hmm. it? Yeah, I, I learned about it a lot in school, and I studied just a little bit myself. The guy who discovered Mexico, like back when the Aztecs were uh, looking for a place to live, the way that like their leader knew where to find where they should live is he supposedly had a dream in which... God told him, when you see a, um, a uh, eagle on a cactus holding a, a rodent or, like, an animal, that's how you know, like, you should live there. And as they were walking across these vast, dry deserts and, you know, just what we know as Mexico, he found a eagle that was resting on top of a cactus uh, holding a, um, I think it was a snake, yeah, the snake in its mouth. Which is also where Mexico got its flag. Like, you know how their flag is the, well, eagle with a snake in its mouth? That's where they got that as well. That makes a lot um, more sense for their flag. It's cool. It's really cool. Um, it's kind of neat that, you know, from Mexico to, you know, ancient Egypt, all these places, the, the you know, the king or emperor, pharaoh, was always the person who seemed to be able to communicate, you know, with God, in a sense. Which even now, there's still things like that. Most of them are fake, but even now, there's still stuff like that, you know? I mean, yeah, we have our modern, you know, um, what is the word? Uh, Post-enlightenment, like, you know, uh, objective, you know, scientific thinking. But, you know, if this shit happened, you know, across so many different cultures and, you know, societies across so many, you know, thousands maybe tens of thousands of years for all we know, you know, th that means there, there's something to it, you know, even if it's not objectively real, there's a reason that our brains keep coming up with these same patterns and processes for one reason or another. Right. So, yes. I don't know. I think people who dismiss, you know, religion, like I, I am not religious myself. But, you know, people who just dismiss yeah. it as, like, you know, childish, you know, like... Holy yeah, people like, you know, the whole atheist community, which there's nothing the matter with being an atheist if you don't believe in it. But I think there's a difference between, like, the atheist community of people that are like, oh, no, person, I just don't believe in it. And then the people that are like, you're dumb for thinking it's real. Like, there's... That's not completely true. There's a lot of religions that have a lot of stuff behind it that doesn't make any sense, and it makes it seem kind of stupid. It's usually those... But, uh channels and people that are like we're still gonna debate christians or yeah. mormonism the, or the, the atheists assume that you know that like they are also logical and rational you know yeah but and, here's the know, thing as well is like um i've always i not always but for a good long time i've thought that like there's there's a god but i also think that god plays in ties with things like physics and science because for my dad taught me this one. If you think about it, let's say, uh, like just out of random, let's say God or like Jehovah from like the whole Christian religion. Let's say he's real, and let's say he's real, and someone wants to know, like, hey God, where does a tree come from? If there wasn't anything that explained it, and God just said, oh, it's just appears, 
your head would explode and it wouldn't make any sense to you. And so what I think is not only did he create science as a way of like understanding and ways for us to do things on our own, but also as a, of a way as us to discover things, uh, I guess, that explain cre- like creation as an entire whole, not just smaller things like that, for example. And for us to find other things to keep our minds not all knowing, but always exploring, you know? Yeah. Hmm. I think that there's much more to it than just, oh, there's a god that lives in a place farther than space who created everything, does everything, and all that. I think that maybe god still does do things if, you know, there is one. But I think the majority of things that happen now are from science. I remember a while back, I think Josh and I were talking about God being like a quantum quark or something. Huh. Remember that conversation? I don't. Did I hear for that? Well, I've kind of changed my belief on you know religion and all that. I've just shifted a little bit from then. What I think like now is um uh humans we like to think of ourselves as you know these perfectly rational logical oh, we're not. creatures of course it's like <laughs> re- re- no Mm-mm. you know not even we in the slightest little bit we weren't if all these even if in like all these religions and stuff a 95 percent of them humans were the dumb ones <laughs> of course because that's correct you know it's not like we're divine beings we're you know animals that became self-aware we're still animals with instinctual you know drives correct right yeah um we we don't have the information about everything around us you know you don't look at like when you mentioned a tree earlier you don't look at a tree and think of you know carbon um you know carbon and oxygen you know you don't think of like cellulose molecules and water running you yeah, think yeah. Of a tree because you know that's the low resolution conceptualization we can have just limited thinking capacity right we make the best model of the world that we can in order to you know continue living and adapting and surviving we don't you know fully rationalize everything out because then we would make rational decisions that ultimately would get us killed you know if you thought about like a tribe you know a couple hundred maybe a couple thousand years ago uh so we're not rational and you know we we never were meant to be. So we came. We co- we like to come. We like to have things explained in a ways we can understand. So we come up with stories, you know, um, to explain. Yeah, things. That's a that's one thing I've heard a lot is we use uh, things like stories. And you know, like we have we have like we have an idea of like you know an ideal person in our heads, you know, right? Mm. Um. We all might have this idea of a person who is you know more close to perfect right ideal in so many senses and you know every once in a while you know every maybe thousand years you have a person who comes along who's pretty close to that and boom you've got a religion yeah like things like uh jesus christ uh Mm -hmm. like buddhas uh hindu stuff like that abraham moses uh, yeah uh, uh, uh israel Formerly Jacob. I was reading the story of Israel. Um, I wasn't reading it. It was paraphrased and it had all kinds of other um, philosophical crap dumped into it. But that was really fun. 
I was thinking of something to say, but then I got it. Darn. Their brains suck, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Especially with some someone like me, where you can't hold very much short-term information. Just doesn't yeah. happen. But uh, if we're still talking about... I'm not sure if we're still talking about this whole thing, but uh, we do have a list of just random topics, just in case. I mean, we don't have to, but if you want, we can move on. Do you want to uh, start going through the list? Pick one. I'm sure we can keep going on. Um, here, they look at my list. Um, um, uh, we already did that one. That one. Um, uh, we can talk a little bit about the George Floyd incident, which we talked a little bit about last episode, but not much came from that. Um, I also wrote down some stuff about the BLM movement, um, Flat Earth, uh, I put Joe Rogan. Yeah, huh. Joe Rogan. <laughs> we were talking about earlier I today, yeah, just I like adding, how, uh, adding Joe Rogan Oh yeah, I was like, I should, I was like, I should at Rogan on Joe, tw uh, at Joe Rogan on Twitter and see if he would respond. <laughs> it's like, you want to join our podcast? Yeah, our podcast that has like no views. Yeah. But the good thing is it's on Anchor and uh, in Spotify now, so it's more well, open. Well, it's supposed to be on Spotify soon. It's going to take a few days. Oh, yeah, that's right, because it doesn't go instantly. But um, uh, do you guys want to talk a little bit about the George, well, not George Floyd, uh, the BLM movement? Mm, have you guys heard about the uh, Chaz? I Chaz. For a second there, I thought you were gonna bring up bring up the ACAB uh, movement, okay. but type in type in Chaz on Google right now. You're doing is it C H A Z? That's what it sounds yes. like. Um, okay, it looks like they've um started um. Do you mean the the trans like, Capitol Hill autonomous? Yeah, I found that. The here, I'll read it out for uh, our listeners and for you guys. Um, as Wikipedia has posted, the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, or the Capitol Hill Occupied Protest, also known as the Free Capitol Hill, is an occupation protest and self-declared autonomous zone in the Capitol Hill neighborhood of Seattle, Washington. But my confusion is I'm confused because what are they talking about? What are they protesting about? We're going to open up Wikipedia um, and take a look. They took over downtown Seattle and kicked out all the cops and set up barricades. Hmm. Well, wait, why did they do this? Um, they did it, like, a couple of days ago. Oh, I'm assuming for the uh, uh, BLM movement or just for yeah. some, uh, something with the George Floyd incident. Yeah, they're calling yeah. it an extended protest until their demands are met. They will keep downtown hostile. They're, they're basically taking downtown hostile. Also, do you guys want to talk a little bit about the uh, defund um, police movement right now? We could uh, do that after this. I want to hear more about this. Maybe. Oh, yeah. This is really interesting to me because uh, it's a uh, you know the, the United States is thought of as this monolithic unit, union that oh no it is not even cannot, close to that this is proof that it's not and we're very close to teetering on the edge of you know something else and here's the thing is I would say that it's people in general but it's it, it but, kind of is but here's the thing is it's a lot of people are think that the people are ridiculous for t protesting which yeah there's some parts of it that are. I guess not right or a bit extreme or stupid, but the majority of it is because of the fact that over hundreds of years, people with colored skin have, you know, been scrutinized, protested against, uh, racially profiled, stereotyped for hundreds of years, enslaved, 
all these kinds of segregated for hundreds of years. And people assume that you're just supposed to get over it and that, oh, it was a long time ago. People also don't realize the fact still goes on daily. And the fact that people are sick of the people who profile them, scrutinize, have segregated them and things like that. You know, it, um, it, it's still happening in, you know, many aspects. Uh, I think I think the war on drugs, you know, it, it you know you can't say 100% for certain that the intent of you know all of that legislation was to harm black people, but if you look at the results, guess what it did? Harm black people. <laughs> it put a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of black people in jail for what? For smoking, for smoking pot. All right, there's nothing wrong with smoking pot yeah. at all, and I will fist fight anyone who says otherwise. Yes. Damn. Here's the thing is I'm young, so I don't smoke marijuana. I don't mess with that, of course, because, well, I'm young, and I believe that you should do it responsibly and you should do it at a good age because people also don't realize, and even Joe Rogan himself has said that, like, it's not exactly good for when you're at a certain age because since weed slows the brain's signals, when you're at a low point where your brain is attempting to develop and you're smoking tons of weed all the time, it's, it's bound to mess you up at least a little bit. And... That's one thing that I feel I feel like people need a voice a little bit more, especially I, when you're, especially when you're like in like around the age like fourteen, fifteen, because that's like when your peak, when your brain yeah. is growing. I think and, it really depends on dosage, like, and people no as well. Dose, but... I think I think either I think... way, you shouldn't just mess with the dosage. I'm not saying oh oh only smoke a little bit. Like you're you're fourteen, you probably shouldn't be smoking weed. You know, like. Either way, and not only that, it's also illegal for your age, and you never know how much you can handle. You could think, oh, I can only handle a little, and then boom, now like you're smoking just a little bit every once in a while, and your brain is slower than what it should be. And uh, a lot of people think it's ridiculous, but I'm, I'm not going to say who, but I, I have family, mem- oh, family members who do smoke, and not to, say they're, not to sit here and say they're failures or anything like that, but I mean, they're not where they could be. They don't reach their max potential, you know? I think that depends on the intent you have going into. And I also think it depends upon if you're chronically using it, like chronic use of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With um, here's also one of my issues with like medical usage of uh, marijuana as well. Is I feel like the access to it is much easier than what it should be, which I'm like, I think it should be accessible. But it's funny how states are like, oh no, it's not going to be legal except for people that need it. And then they give it to like 95% of the people who ask for it. It kind of defeats the purpose of the law, you know? And um, I lost my train of thought. Um, Oh yeah, I remember now. When it comes to... uh, medical usage another issue i have is people that say they use it for medical use but i'm like i feel like people don't realize there's nothing the matter with saying like you just want to smoke weed like a lot of people i hear say they use it for anxiety which some people do use it for anxiety but then there's people that say that but really they just want to smoke weed which is perfectly fine like there's nothing the matter with that i feel like there's a lot of sides to marijuana that people don't understand you know there it's got its yin and its yang yeah I feel like a lot of that has to do with the intent of um, what you what you what you want to retrieve out of what you you know um, yeah you could say experience and people you know might look at you weird like huh we experience you know it's not like a psychedelic experience well, I I'd say it's in the same class but you know lesser but 
Yeah, but it's not it's not like you're popping mushrooms and like hallucinating and experiencing this new world. It's almost as if like you're experiencing a very small version of that to where you're just chilling out and experiencing the world without being stressed. Or you need a very angry. large dosage in order to experience more psychedelic effects. It tends yeah. to happen more with edibles. Yes. Um, yeah, I do. My point is that it, it, the most the mo the thing that it depends upon the most is you know like what are you using it for you know are you escaping a problem with it are you that is, yeah that's true that is a good way of putting it i guess kind of like or, i was saying earlier a little bit are you using it to maybe enhance your creativity when you sit down to write or draw or do you just like or are you using it to help a medical issue you know mm -hmm. yeah like you're basically what you're saying is it all depends on your intent of if you're, you're using it to more. escape a problem then that means you're not you know yeah. actively dealing with the problem that you're escaping I believe yeah, that's you're... how addiction starts too, along with yeah. the neuro. The there was neuro something level. my there was something my grandma brought up a long time ago, which uh, my grandma is like she's not pro weed or anti weed. She thinks like there's nothing the matter with it, and you should be able to do it. But my grandma would never be like, yeah, weed's cool. Like my grandma's very neutral with it. She doesn't hate it, but she's not in love with it. She, but she mentioned to me that when it comes to weed and a lot of things there's a difference between addiction and it becoming a habit you know i feel like weed can become a habit as long as you let it like you were saying earlier if you're using it to do things like escape problems like that's not addiction because it's not an addictive drug but well it's not exactly good for you to do something like that i remember reading uh, here i'll go first because it's short i remember reading an article about um it's not addiction but it's use disorder cannabis use disorder yeah. josh can go now actually do you guys want to move on to some new topics now because we've kind of moved perhaps, oh no perhaps, josh with, with substances you know mind doesn't substances, you have to look at the pharmacodynamics because you know, there's um there's a specific way that the drug interacts with the brain that causes, you know, a multitude of effects because the body um, tends to tended to, tended to reuse, you know, um, things for various like, um, you know, side like various um, functions. It tended to reuse what it had at its disposal. That's why instead of having, you know, one neurotransmitter for controlling, um, you know, our uh, how much we sweat and one neurotransmitter for controlling, you know, perhaps our, um, you know, the, the level that our neurons fire at and, our, you know, maybe our appetite. It has a bunch of them that control, you know, various subset of things, you know, sometimes for different reasons. Like dopamine is used in, you know, like 20 different parts of the brain for 20 different reasons. Um, the one you're primarily concerned with uh, when you're talking about drugs, is the prefrontal cortex and dopamine as a um, motivation and you know curiosity uh, agonist. And I did um a lot of studying into like uh, ADHD when I was looking to get my diagnosis for it. Um, and you know that's exactly what it is. Is it's like a, your brain just doesn't have enough dopamine in the prefrontal cortex, which is that part right in your forehead. Um, yeah, I know so, what the prefrontal cortex yeah. is. Yeah. Um, that means like uh, your attention won't be sustained by an activity for as long. 
that's like an evolutionary, like how evolution derived it, uh, supposed to say is, you know, there are things that give you dopamine if you're maybe chasing them or, you know, doing them so that you'll want to get those again, because if something is food or, you know, helpful to the survival of the species, then it's probably a good idea to make you want those things, right? So that's how, that's what dopamine's used for, except, um, it's, it can be hijacked by, you know, drugs. Like, uh, I think the worst offender would be opioids in particular because they, you know, they, they bind to those like uh, opioid antagonists and they just like, they flood your brain with dopamine um, to the point where you'll quickly get to the point where your like, your brain also compensates for that though because it sees that um, flood of dopamine and it's like hey wait what the fuck's going on so it downregulates by decrease by killing off a bunch of the um, dopamine receptors in your brain huh. yeah so. If you stop, you start having withdrawals. You start shaking because you have Parkinson's because all the receptors in your brain are filled up with dopamine, but you have maybe 10% of the receptors. So the impulse firing isn't happening as much. So you're going to feel slow, tired, cranky. Um, um, your joints are going to hurt. That's an interesting thing I discovered is that dopamine controls like um, um, the looseness of your joints and things. And also, you know, how much how much strength you can put into your muscles. Uh, all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah. So, with someone who has ADHD, opioid addiction would be much worse for them along with the withdrawals, as they already have a very low amount of dopamine. Um... Well, people with ADHD are statistically much more likely to become addicted. They're much more likely to die from You're lagging a little bit, Josh. Uh, sorry, my internet isn't doing too well. Um, yeah, you just sound like a robot, that's all. I'm going to take a break after I cut it off with this statement. But yeah, people with ADHD are much more likely to become addicts, much more likely to engage in risky behavior, much more likely to drop out of school, much more likely to commit suicide. Um, statistically, 20 times more likely to end up in prison. Not all prisoners have ADHD, but a lot of them do. A lot of them do. And a lot of people with ADHD end up in jail at least once. At least once. Especially if they're not medicated starting in, you know, you you know at, least, at least late, at, at least yeah. late adolescence, around, you know, the age 16 or 17. Because then they can't really get, get, get a grip and orient themselves in the world. So... That's the huge risk factor, and uh, I'll leave it with that. I'll be back in a bit. Oh man, that was that was a good one. But um, now that Josh dipped, because we're probably not going to be able to make the conversation flow as much till he comes back. Um, we have the it. list. Oh no, I'm just saying we have the list. If you want to go through here until he's back. Oh yeah, let's uh, let's go through the list. What do you have? Yeah, just. Just open up the server. It's uh, you can see it right there. Well, I can't really open anything else right now. Uh, all right. Yeah. Um. Well, we have uh, uh, just YouTube and Twitch, just as a whole. If we're talking about things like drama and all that kind of crap, uh, virtual reality, which we already talked about, coding, which we already talked about, riots, BLM and George Floyd, uh, flat Earth, and uh, Joe Rogan. That's kind of like the only really good ones I have. So there's the uh, H3 
H3 and Keemstar drama. Has that gone around? I heard about I, that. I haven't heard much. All I heard was like someone mention it, and I didn't really look too much into it. But then again, it's also because I hate Keemstar, honestly, and I just don't pay attention to any of his work. The only time I ever really watched Keemstar was when he, he made the uh, video with Basherverse when he was explaining his pedophilia situation. Oh, and then, no, I remember that. And then I watched it when he talked with uh, when he talked about the whole Carson, Pitts, and Kate situation. And I think that's the only time I've ever really watched him. Other than that and, like, the memes that get made about him, that was, that's all I really see. But no, that whole Basherverse thing was kind of crappy, dude, because it, it wasn't even like he was being a... Uh, like a creepo, I, like what I, out of what I heard, essentially he was talking to a girl who told him she was a different age, but really she wasn't, and he got into trouble for it. And not only that, it was something that arose way later on in his life. It wasn't like he was his current age and was talking to a girl who said she was 18 but was 15. It was like, I think, I remember it was back when he was in like high school. He was with a girl oh, who said so she was. Oh, so it didn't even matter yeah. at that point. He was like 18 or 19, and she said she was like 16 or 17, but really she was 15 lying. Which, if she was 16 or 17, that would be legal because of legal age of consent in the United States. And because of that, he kind of like got into a little bit of trouble, but like nothing much arose out of it. She was like, he basically just told her to keep her mouth shut. And then, like 10 years later, she ended up uh, getting him into trouble because she found out he was famous. Oh, what so, an asshole. <clears throat> So long story short, she kind of screwed him over, and it wasn't really his whole fault. I feel bad for him on that one, because it for real wasn't his fault. Yeah. Like, he legit was just with a girl who thought that she was legal. She wasn't legal, and then she brought it up a couple of years later. Oh, damn. Which is a crappy way of doing stuff like that, I think. Oh, yeah, I should probably talk about, for the first podcast episode in the YouTube comments... Oh yeah, um, uh, I mean, if you want, you can say something, or I can bring it up, whatever. Here, I'll, I'll talk about it. So I got these, so there's these bot channels on YouTube, yeah, and what I, they do I, is they'll yeah. post comments on random, like, videos that cha that channels make, and what these comments are, are they're malicious comments, not text-wise, not like, oh, fuck you-wise, nothing like that, they're a... <laughs> yeah. They're, they're actually. They tend, to be, they tend to be nice comments. I don't know how they work, and I know Mudahar's talked about it before. Some ordinary gamers, and he doesn't know too much about how it works either. So, basically, what happens is my guess is it is a piece of code is injected into the comment, and it messes with the Google authentication or. Uh, way that works like the google authentication for yeah. signing into your youtube account mudahar talks about that also and that's how your account gets stolen but it's only when you interact with the comment though so don't interact with comments that are like free money cash app or um or even, song, the ones that, even the ones even the ones yeah or uh, here i can scroll back to the image of uh, the comments um, hold on, I'm just trying to find Song it is a very, uh, well-known YouTube account stealing bot type thing. I believe yeah, that's well, the I'm same account Mudahar talked about in his video 
a while back. He was scrolling back looking for the photo. Did you send it to me in DMs or did you send it to me in the group? I sent it in the group chat, I think. Okay, here I'm scrolling through. Um, I'm scrolling so that way I can kind of give them an example of what these comments are like. Um, what they do? Oh yeah, because this was during the video you sent me. What they there do is, is okay. they'll be like, "Very nice channel, great video," and the or they'll say something really, really nice that where they expect you to, I guess, interact with the comment because that's the whole yeah. point. Here, I'll give them an example. Uh, we received four comments on our let. Oh, three. Yeah, three. Okay, so two of them are from um, the was, same person. Yeah, I seen that. I just ignored it. Um. There's one from a bot, as you were saying, called Song, which apparently, like you were just saying, is a commonly known one. In the comment, he said, I want more. This reminds me of a few years back. Oh, and happy Lobster Day. It's just meant to be, f essentially what I'm getting from it is they're posting comments in which you're able to interact with or reply with something, which is probably why they added the happy Lobster Day. So, you know, they can get responses like lol or a response of happy Lobster Day just to yoink your stuff. Then there was someone yeah. that commented, loved it. Also another bot. And then we had a bot, uh, social bounty make money app. And then, uh, he, re he, re uh, commented and said, awesome channel to ENP. Yeah. So, I've heard about that to EMP thing being some kind of weird code, but I'm not sure how true that is. It's pro. It's probably just an abbreviation for something here. I'm gonna yeah. actually look it up because now I'm a bit curious on that one. Uh, I didn't look it up. Two so. ENP. But I up. just, I'm just remembering what Mudahar said. I looked it up, and the first, the first thing that popped, uh, popped up was from rcsb.org. Two ENP solution structure of the first C2DO domain. That was the first thing that popped up. So I'm not sure. Oh yeah, also something called the Time Cube popped up from Wikipedia. Oh my god! Which which I know the Time Cube. I, I've heard of this before. Oh. Uh, it's another guy that's like Terry A. Davis. Fucked up in the head. Yeah, dude that pops probably a whole bunch of shrooms and comes up with some crazy ideas and thinks that he's like, knows what God is. Psilocybin, some good shit, man. I remember yeah. learning about that because my aunt, who's a very close friend of mine, we uh, ended up talking about that whole thing. Oh, man. Josh, you there? I heard weird noises. Hello, I'm back. Alright. Alright, man. We're just talking a little bit about um, YouTube comments being, like, on, on our video being uh, hacked bots and stuff. So anyone that watches, you know, doesn't try to call or reply to anyone. Hmm. Yeah. But um, as uh, as of that being done, because we pretty much talked about that whole thing, um, uh, me and Josh can see it. You can't though. But the uh, topic ideas page in the server, you guys, or you can pick from something. The ones that I want to talk about are the BLM movement, George Floyd riots, and the uh, Joe Rogan thing. One last <laughs> comment though, I just remembered right. that only happened after. I used a site called Typey Stream and signed in with my Google account because I was looking at how to make like a, a banner thing for, for Chillcast. Yeah. So, so it, it maybe like I'm connected assuming, with my account. Yeah, and maybe I'm what I'm assuming is that that website could be a front for uh, bot services, so yes. that way they can send stuff to you. So. What I would do is, as of that, I'm sure there's some. I already got rid of the connection. 
Okay, All right, that's good. the connection to my account. So hopefully we won't risk stupid as much. But um, uh, I feel like there's a way we can report a company like that, because that's 100% not legal, I'm sure. So, But uh, I think there's something we could do about that. But other than that, um, I'm not sure what to talk about. So Josh, if you want, you can pick from the list we have on the server. Like I said, I thought like I have a couple that I want to talk about, but I don't want to sit here and bore you guys with random crap. <laughs> Oh, you there, Josh. <laughs> see, I see his thing moving. Recording. Uh, but he's still alive. He's he's on. Oh, you want to talk? You want to talk uh, about that? I think we should talk about that. Something. Something that kind of um has hit me. Um. I'm not really interested, you know, very like just very much in a, um any political movements really. But something that I notice in myself is, you know, watching. I live in um Birmingham, Alabama, and uh, recently we had Alabama. some riots um downtown, and uh, I was just watching it on uh the television, and uh, I saw the reporter get his camera stolen, and then him get beat up live on TV. That was oh shit. Yeah. Here's my issue with the riots: is I I don't think it's okay to be violent, but I think it's like kind of a last resort kind of thing. But my issue with it is, it's not just like people that are trying to riot. It's the the issue with it is, is that there's stupid people that are like going and doing stuff like that, like stealing TVs and like stealing cameras and stuff that. That doesn't really help much. I'm like, there's. I think the riots are kind of a thing, like uh, like Martin Luther King said, and I think I talked about this last episode. Yeah, you did uh, bring up the yeah, thing. yeah. The riots are the language of the unheard. So I believe in that whole thing, but like the fact that people are, I feel like some people are using riots as a excuse for stealing. There were those people, uh, and where I live, I live in a a redacted location. <laughs> But near where I live, uh, there was, and of course I'm not going to say the name, there was a riot that uh, started off as peaceful protest, but of course cops decided to mess with them and it got bad. And they ended up burning cars, actually. They were setting cars on fire. That was a pretty crazy one. They were setting uh, cars on fire, and then they had um, uh, people, there was literally guys that were riding bikes, like... Around, like popping wheelies around these and like screaming at cops or just like screaming in general here i want to see if i can find the link hold on i want to see if i can find it that's um damn i lost my train of thought uh give me a second i can't find it some of them oh some towns don't know how to respond to it though it's pretty stupid okay what, for yes. example I thought I got it. So I think that's really one of the big, big, big problems is, you know, I th the police aren't, you know, trained to resolve situations with, you know, non con with, with you know, nonviolent, like they're, they're, they become militarized in a sense, you know, which um, is also part of the reason why it is that I like uh, the whole defund the police thing. I think and in a sense, I think there needs to be police reform. Particularly. Yeah. There was one thing that I uh, learned last year. Have you ever heard? Of, uh, have any of you heard of the TV show from 
what is it? It's uh, I think it's on True TV. The Adam ruins everything. Oh yeah. Okay, oh, so Adam Conover talked about. There's a couple episodes I watch on there. Other than that, I don't watch it too much. There's just some oh, interesting stuff he God. talks about. That guy. What do you, are you not a big fan of him, or is it just you don't like his show? Uh, I think he's stupid and spreading dangerous misinformation. I mean, it's not. He has. And he's a smug cunt. Oh yeah, yeah, I don't like him being smug. I think he as a person is a bit weird. But I like some of the episodes on the show because he does have a lot of uh, episodes where he talks about a lot of controversies and stuff. For example, uh, one that I liked was he talked about the, um, uh, like talked about like SWAT teams and like police and stuff. One of the bigger issues is we fund police too much with our taxes. And because of that, they get way more than what they deserve. Like, for example, there was actually an instance where I think it was in New York. There was a cop station that was given anti-tank landmines. What? What, what cop needs anti-tank landmines? <laughs> like, that's some stuff you give to, like, heavy military personnel, not the cops. <laughs> yes, it's a civilian police force. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, like, you know, think of like, if instead of, you know, having quotas to fill and heads to crack, the cops were sent out to do good in the community instead of, you know, they have the, they're setting a bad example by trying to, you know, prevent crime with excessive violence. It's like, really? Yeah. You know? Because all they're doing is feeding the fire of bad cops you know exactly all they're doing is throwing more wood into the fire but they think that they're trying to put it out they just the people in these positions just have no fucking idea how to deal with any of this oh yeah, yeah. dude and there's some there's some gear they use that isn't humane like uh, for example in some like somewhat bigger cities i can't remember what they're called but they're these big, big speakers, if you know what I'm talking about, let me know. Yes. Yeah, where they're so strong that, like, it can make you have an aneurysm and, like, fall to the ground. Like, that's well, how insane these things I are. I think I've heard about those. They're letting out a certain frequency that's known to give people headaches, I believe. Yeah. And they just have it playing through an extremely loud speaker. Um, yeah, but the thing is, though, is that they're so loud and strong that to the point where there's people that if you're anywhere in between like zero to I think it was like 60 something meters of them, it's to the point where you can have brain damage from it. Yeah. I heard. <clears throat> a but thing the thing is, oh, and one more thing. But the thing is, though, is the only reason like these things are safe for cops to use is, of course, they have ear protection along with. These speakers are meant to have such tight sound waves that they're not as loud when you're, like, next to them or behind them. They're meant to, like, almost bounce sound directly straight ahead. So then that way, when you're, like I said, behind or next to them, it doesn't mess you up. I heard that they were making vehicles just for that. That's where it comes really? into my memory. Yeah, there's, like, uh, these trucks. I'm gonna look into it. For the I'm gonna look into it just to see if that's for real or if like it's just something random you've seen because you know the internet is the internet. Well, I think I heard about it on Joe Rogan, but don't take my word on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, what what should I look up? Um. Hold on.
it up. Just want to see if I can find it. After the podcast, I think I need to do some microphone testing. Yeah, mine as well. I feel like I'm not picking up as much because you know how it gives you like the green circle around um, your like picture. I've been I like never see it when I talk. It might just be like my thing messing up, but I've actually been configuring my mic a little throughout the podcast. Just hoping I get it to sound a little bit better. No, I can't find these vehicles. It might be like the actual car, because sometimes they mount them on top of uh, like big armored cars. It might be that you're thinking of, but I can't find anything on like a. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Uh, all right, but um, it's stupid too because the cops think that they're all on the right, which they're not. Some of them are completely wrong. I mean, like, yeah, it's it's the good one's job to not allow like things like violence and stuff. But also the reason we have to get violent is because most of them don't listen. And another big issue that I heard recently is people don't realize also with like police officers, it's almost like a big boys club. Like you don't snitch on, you know, fellow cops. It's just not what you do. And because of that, a lot of things happen without people knowing or without repercussion coming to them. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, I think the problem extends further though. I think, I think Donald Trump is playing a very, very yes. Here's the thing: I don't care to anyone that watches this. I don't care if you're pro-Trump or anti-Trump. I hate him. I think he's a retard. But you also got to realize the dude is a coward and an idiot. He even posted on Twitter when there was people protesting outside of the White House. He put a bunch of Secret Service agents outside, and he tweeted and said that they put out the the newest uh, service agents because they were the ones that were looking for action the most. Why would you, what like why would you say that or do anything I think like that? It's horrible. He is playing an extremely dangerous game in the sense of maintain the. Oh yeah, and then the, and then there was the whole uh, he hid in his bunker during protests and said he was doing an inspection, which we all know he was hiding. I think just he's going to be that, the next president that. who gets assassinated. It's just a guess. Yes. Besides any of that, let's let's. The way the way the um the, all these protests and rioters have been dealt with is horrific, especially on Donald Trump's part. It's, he's fanning the flames on Twitter, you know, and he he's approaching the problem from the wrong position, you know. For he's trying to maintain the appearance of you know authority and control over the country, but he is not. People are rioting, yeah. and you know, protesting and taking over city blocks. Why? Because they're angry, they're upset. Well, and what are you gonna do? Tell them to shut the fuck up, or they're gonna get shot? Or are you gonna ask what's wrong? What's the problem? What can we do to help? It's it's like, for example, let's say you're a father and your kid has a tantrum. Do you say what's the matter, or do you punch him in the neck and tell him he's a horrible couple child for trying to throw a tantrum? No, like you you try to figure out what the problem is, and if they're being ridiculous, you shun it away. And if they're being for real and there's a legitimate issue, you take care of it. Not sitting around saying, if you don't stop, I'm going to punch you in the neck. Correct. And, um, it's, it's stupid. They're basically treating the human populace as, you know, uh, a bad parent would treat a child in a tantrum. I, I really like that analogy you put, but yeah, you know, they're not 
thinking, all right, people are mad. Why are they mad? They're, you know, if they're mad, that means something. There's a problem with their lives, or with, you know. So what are we gonna do? You know, fix that problem, restore trust. You know, help put, unify the country. No, we're gonna tell them to shut the fuck up and get inside, or we're gonna shoot them. You know, so we can get reelected by our rapidly dwindling southern Republican base. Yes, what, not what even just fuck? southern, dude. I live in a a redacted location that it's in it's northern, and even then. I live in a. Yeah, I might as well say, okay, screw it. I live in Michigan, all right. <laughs> but um, dude, Michigan uh, last election, if I remember, was one of the Republican states. We were one of the ones that were, you know, we were the red on the map. We were, we were pro Trump. <laughs> Sad, because it's not even all just from the South. Racism is everywhere, you know. Stupidity yeah. is everywhere. Ignorance is everywhere. You, I, um, you know, this is a problem I have with the way the president's just handled the protest. You know, beside all the politics, all the identities, yeah, yeah. any of that, I just think you're doing the wrong fucking thing. You know, this is America, the United States of America. You don't quell a rebellion by shooting your own fucking people. You ask them, what's wrong? Let's have a democratic consensus about this. Let's figure out what's wrong. Let's figure out how to fix exactly, it. Exactly, you know. If you've studied history, you'll notice that over yeah. time, there's been less and less political parties. Like, way less than mm. less. Like, even, known ones anyway. Known ones. Even One issue I also have, as stupid as it sounds, even George Washington himself, back when he like was first helping uh, unify... I guess the U.S. as their own country, when they first kind of became free and they were their own, he recommended to all these different people that we do not have like more than one party because he thinks that we all should have just tried to agree on some things and agree uh, agree on others and not you know completely split or split each other down the line and hate the other, you know. Which is what happened. Yeah, it's exactly what happened. No one listened. Even though George Washington was not that great of a guy because the dude was a slave owner, even then, the, the, he was right on that one. I didn't know that until I was in like the fifth grade that uh, Abraham Lincoln and, um, and George Washington were slave owners. I don't know. The only I know Abe. The reason he did it is because he was trying to uh, make it so they wouldn't get sold to people that were bad. But um, I don't know. I I don't know about the whole George Washington thing. If he did it for something like that, or if he also was just like, you know, didn't think that black people were humans, just like a that lot was, of people thought. That was probably standard of the time. We we have yeah, to judge people from two hundred years ago by today's standards, which I think is a bit. Um, one dishonest, you know, potentially. People may not be doing it on purpose, but people who are doing it on purpose are extremely dishonest. Um, but two, you know, it's kind of narrow-minded, right? In a sense. I, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. society has progressed since 200 years ago. We know better than they did back then, so you can't really judge them with the standards we have today. You know, in a hundred years, people will probably look at us and think that we're horrible fucking savages for eating. Yeah, there, there's something similar to that I've heard the, on Joe Rogan's podcast, and that was 
over time, things that are wrong and right are never the same. If you look back 200 years ago, owning a black person was considered normal. And if you were against that, you were kind of considered weird. Correct. Now, if being right now, your, now, if you were to own a, even a human being of any race, sex, color, or age, you would you'd kind of be like the worst person ever. But if we still do some things that, like, if you think about it, aren't really super great. But a hundred years from now, when evolution has you know gone on and things have changed, they're gonna look at back at us like, "Wow, they were kind of stupid," mm -hmm. just like we do now. And that's, that's a good thing, you know. That means society yeah, as, that means whole, we've as a whole is progressing towards you know perhaps you know people look in the short term. Like, like, it's kind of like a line, you know. A curved line on a graph, you know, like sometimes there might be dips in it and ups and downs in the temporary. But if you look at the long term change, you can see that generally it's upward, right? Yeah. You might have to zoom out to maybe 50 or 100 years, depending on what metric you're measuring. But I don't know. I think that, uh, Another thing I, uh, that I believe in, like, terms of things like racism and time changing, is one thing that's said to know is that things like racism, and I mean, just generally ignorance when it comes to race, it's probably never going to change, like, fully. And even if it does, it's, it's going to take a long time, you know? Because another thing is when it comes to racism, no one is born racist. It's all about one guy seen someone of different color and was scared of change and didn't understand it, immediately hated it, and then taught that to his children, who then told that to their children, and then they told that to their children, and it moved on for hundreds or maybe even thousands of years, you know? I feel like um, primarily the human's, human's first defense against something that he doesn't understand, you know, is to be wary of it. Which uh, you know kind of yeah. makes sense. Think the back back in tribe days. Uh, yeah. If you saw some eyes in the dark in a bush, you know, shit. That yeah. Which me. you better freeze so. up and get ready to fight. That instinct's still latent within us, and it has the tendency to arise when we encounter things that we don't understand. And we have to be aware of that because you know if we don't keep that in mind, that's how things like you know horrid racism arise in the world. Daryl Davis, he's a, if you don't know who he is, he's a, um, he's this guy who basically he tr uh, helps convert people from the KKK and the oh, just white supremacist. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I love him and I love his work. He's incredible. But one thing he mentioned was when he, he actually interviewed the international leader of the Ku Klux Klan. And he said that one of the things that you learn is that human beings, of course, like you were saying, we are immediately scared of things that we don't understand or we don't know. He said when he was with them, he put drinks into a container and with ice in it. And yeah. as they were sitting there, yeah, as they were sitting there talking and talking, that. he no he noticed after like hours of them talking, the guy's guard when they when he first came in had his hand on his holster. But after hours of talking, he slowly went down and down and down to the point where his arms were fully at rest. And then at one point when, boom, one thing changed, that ice, went, after melting for hours, one can fell and made a noise. They didn't know what it was. And Daryl Davis jumped on top of this dude 
and immediately stared at him and stared at him in the eyes with he said there was so much fear in which he didn't make a noise because his eyes did the screaming for him and well he said because of this he said it wasn't a teaching moment but it was a learning moment because he realized that that uh out of things that we don't know because comes fear and out of fear becomes hate and hate becomes ignorance and ignorance becomes destruction which is an incredible way of looking at it i think that uh it's a really like even if you guys don't agree i personally think that it's a really good way of looking at it yeah Sometimes I get the idea, and I don't like having this idea in my head, but it's there, and I can't argue myself out of it, no matter what I do. And I just think we're bound to repeat the same mistakes over and over and over again until eventually. Yeah, it's a, it's a sad thing to think, ultimate, but we make the ultimate slip up and annihilate ourselves and everything else on this earth. Hundred percent, I think that's. Where I think I mentioned go. that last episode where history will just keep repeating itself with different people and different events, but still somewhat the same subject. But still the same uh you know repercussion i guess if that's what you want to call it yeah it's it's sad to think about but it's just the reality we live in you know mm-hmm. but um it's another thing is with the uh uh archaeologists are watching this in 300 years if uh, if you guys have proved me wrong be very glad about it because i will be too Hey man, if heaven is real or something, or afterlife in general, if I look down 300 years from now, man, that'd be great to see that the world has changed, you know? I would love to see someone prove that wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy to think, though, another thing, like, off of that subject, now that you brought that up, is the technology with things like this, we're not just creating, like, oh, with the Egyptians, they made these things which suggests that they believed this or they did this. We have solid things like videos or pictures that prove for a fact what life was like 300 years ago for people in the future you know mm-hmm. people people hundreds of years from now will look back on this and will know exactly what we were like you know and that's what i like about technology is that but with um it's, with it can become solid evidence speech synthesis yes. how will they know which is which was actually said and which was that's true yeah. speech synthesis is getting good i listened to john f kennedy um Rap Biggie Smalls is a, a, a what was it? Uh, Juicy on YouTube the other day. Can you fucking believe that? Jonathan <laughs> Juicy. Oh, oh, are you talking about those videos where guys literally just take their voice and like take sound bits of it and smash them? No, it's or... not sound bits. It's um. Are you talking the, um, about the AI H- that just? Yeah, it's a neural network that yeah. uh, uses um like yeah. you know, huge. Well, if someone's of listening to this 100 years from now and you see a video like, called John F. Kennedy sings Biggie Smalls Juicy, yeah, that's not real. <laughs> yeah, that's not. But that's an obvious. That's an obvious you yeah. know joke. But the technology is there, and what can you do with that technology if you have you know a tilt towards malice? What is that technology capable of? You know, you can make yeah. John F. Kennedy rap juicy, but what else can you do? Hmm? You can also send nukes with technology as well. You know, mm-hmm. nukes. technology is a scary but also incredible thing. 
it's it's pretty fucked up because it's just electricity flowing through metal and then we just have it do all this mathematical we haven't, we haven't used numerical codes to do crazy things like that with the way computers have evolved is you used to have to manually program in the ones and zeros on either a punch card or with switches nowadays you have these interface devices like a keyboard and a mouse and a monitor to be able to interact with the machine and see what's going on inside of the machine that's, that's the crazy part about computers things have changed over a long time you know it's juicy by the notorious big Clinton <laughs> you know, reads "Baby Got Back" by Sir Mix-a-Lot. Six U.S. presidents read "Fuck the Police" by End Up. I can hear this one. <laughs> God, God, <pretty> stupid. <laughs> you God, laugh don't me. laugh like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know if I'm allowed to play this, but I. I will. No, 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 you're not. I, would, I wouldn't, because of copyright. Hearing Ronald Reagan just hear easy motherfucking E is the highlight of my day. It's the highlight of my life. <laughs> oh my <sighs> god, bro. This is NWA, the world's most dangerous group, and then it's just a picture of Obama, Ronald Reagan, John I think I think that caption is more accurate than the original by a hundred factor of a hundred million. <laughs> Those, those men were a lot more powerful and a lot more dangerous. Dude, who's that second to last one, though? I know his face, but I can't put his uh, name Roosevelt. right now. Yeah, Roosevelt. yeah, 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 yeah. It's um, Obama, Reagan, Kennedy, Roosevelt, and Clinton. I remember watching... Uh, this is completely off topic. I just remembered it because of the Reagan thing uh, and technology. Do you, I don't know if you guys seen it, but do you remember Thanksgiving last year during the, uh, like... Um, uh, I think it was a Thanksgiving. Like, oh no, it wasn't Thanksgiving. It was a Super Bowl this year. That's what it was. There was an advertisement for um, Amazon, like their uh, little um, what are they called, Alexas. And <laughs> I'm never gonna forget this because it was such a political joke. But it's like uh, a person who's like, "Hey Alexa, um, set a reminder for like this tomorrow." And then it's like Alexa, like uh, uh, like 20 years ago. And then it's just like a person like writing down something in a calendar. And then it's like a uh, Alexa's back in the seventies. And then it's like a uh, Ronald Reagan talking to his assistant. And he's like, Hey Alexa, can you do me a favor and delete those tapes from the last phone call? And, yeah. and then she, yeah. And then she goes, uh, she's like, okay. And then she looks at the camera and goes, I ain't deleting no tape. It was such a political like no, no, but it was the best. Oh man, that one for real caught me off guard. It was a good one. Oh, hilarious. I think I heard something. I don't remember if I heard about it on Joe. No, I did hear about it in the Joe Rogan podcast. Everything we hear is from the Joe Rogan yeah, podcast. Yeah, everything. Like you dude, just watch Joe Rogan and you no, have this podcast. No, because no, here's the thing, dude. Is 
everything I do, I listen to Joe Rogan. When I'm playing games, sometimes I listen to Joe Rogan. When I'm playing like on my PC, sometimes I listen to Joe Rogan. When I'm reading, I listen to Joe Rogan. When I'm working, like doing the dishes and stuff, sometimes I'll either listen to Dungeons and Dragons or, hey, Joe Rogan. <laughs> like I'm always listening to his stuff or like his interviews with people where they talk about like their life stories and stuff. He was There's... talking about the uh, corporations like Amazon funding the BLM movement, I think. They're funding something. Don't take my word on the BLM movement part. Yeah. I didn't watch too much into the episode, but I thought it was kind of interesting. Like, why are they funding this movement? Is it for PR, or do they have some kind of, like, corporate objective? Yeah. Probably PR and a corporate objective. It's not, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, comforting thought to think that the companies care about you but don't care about you that's in that's that's so ridiculously naive i can't even put it into words no companies are for profit and nothing else and they always will be that way and there's nothing you can do about it there's nothing i can do about it right yeah that's just yeah, how it is yeah. not always will be. it's just think, and it's yeah. not like it's completely bad that they just want money that's the whole point of it but it's yeah, also you can, the... you can make your moral um, claims about what you will, but that's just what it is. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, personally, I think. I mean, it's not. I, I don't know how to explain it. It's a. Uh, it's not abnormal that they're like that, but it's not always right, depending on how they do it. Doing things like advertisement and like doing things for publicity, it's completely normal for a business. But, but I don't like the fact that like Amazon and stuff, like he was saying, just, they latch like, on to every social like, zeitgeist. Yes, 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 things like that. Because there's a difference between latching on to things that are like the new thing, you know, kind of like how McDonald's does. You know, if they check out what kids are into and they use that as publicity, that's mm -hmm. like social stuff, like in that term, like, is normal. But like, I mean, even if it yeah. wasn't true, for example, like he was saying, if Amazon is doing things like funding the BLM movement, which like, even if you know he's wrong. Still, that's kind of not really a cool thing because, like, they're just using it for publicity. They don't really care. Like, they they just want to look cool. Yeah. Like, do you think Jeff Bezos gives a fuck? Which, about like, I'm happy that they're funding them. Like, which I'm happy that they're funding them, but I'm also not because the only reason they're funding them, it, it's not that it's bad that they're funding them. It's the fact that their intentions of funding them are off. Yeah. People people issue. get those things confused a lot. It's like you know. Yes. They think they look. You can't look at things at face value anymore anyway yeah. you know? because we live in a world of ignorance nowadays. and lies the world's way too complicated to take anything at face value anymore so when a company does something ask yourself why are they really doing that most of the time it boils into money but there could be another thing. you know i personally think that like companies you know they, they they do a lot of good as side effects of you know trying to garner more money they do a lot of they do a lot of bad things too but i think you know they do a lot of good stuff like you know goods and services that we can purchase with the money that we earned by working for you know for these companies not not a but bad the, thing but the government took most of it because they want taxes yeah and yeah, they I want mean, to pay all that debt <laughs> yeah but we're trillions of debt <sighs> that's a separate we topic we'll talk about later if we weren't busy um policing the entire world we might be able to pay for new roads and infrastructure and schooling <laughs> yeah no shit it's like, oh, what's the most important thing imaginable? Oh, training your next round of citizens to be good, nah, hardworking, smart people. 
Nah, dog, no, you tripping. No, 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 that's stupid. That's not... Now that you say it like that, school is just creepy now. Oh, it... crap, bro. Well, I mean, no shit it is, but it's like, what, like, what do you... Hold on. You have to we're, instill we're some, off. Keep talking. you know, values and, you know, level of information into, you know, the upcoming generation. Because... Okay, there, but... I mean that seems that seems to be the agreement. You know, it, it's like a, it's kind of like a um a, a large scale agreement that you may or may not you know be obligated to. But it's like you know, hey, we'll educate you and you know all this stuff to a very 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 high degree. When you really think about it, how much time do your kids spend in school in a um in a perfect world if they had spent that entire time learning, you know, as people imagine it. So they spend a lot of time in school, and they spend a lot of money on it. So it's like it's an agreement that we'll 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 educate you, you know, to a very high degree, yeah. but you have to put some shit back into society for us. Well, now they're kind of, you know, they're kind of doing a sleight of hand, breaking that agreement a little bit. It's like, yeah, we're gonna defund schools. Yeah, military needs more rockets. No, uh, no computer science lessons for you. Yeah, they, they need more rockets that can blast for miles. <laughs> I think defunding schools is a way to shoot your own country in the foot. We yeah, we need more predator drones. No uh no technical uh challenge for you kids. It's like fuck, yeah. what are you doing, you so, fucking retard? Sorry, sorry Tommy, you can't you can't you know we actually need get some good education. To fight each other, not people in these wars. Not only not only all of this, but like with education in general as well. Another issue is things like uh college tuition. We're one of the very few countries that like in, it's because the government general. started subsidizing it. That was the key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the fatal blow. Because I think that I think either schools out. need, like, I think either colleges need to be funded by the government, or they need like tuition needs to be dropped. Like in Japan, for example, because I almost went to school there back when I was uh, really into like graphic design. There was a school I really wanted to go to, and their tuition was seven thousand yen. Which, if you don't know. Is, that's like seventy dollars, isn't it? Yeah, that's like that's... seventy dollars, and it was like seven k a year. It's like seventy dollars. Yeah. See, like tuition, like there's a um. Here, let me look it up. Actually, uh, there's a community college right down the road for me. Japanese and um, college one semester is like three thousand dollars at this community college in this town of. I don't know, maybe it was like seventy, so probably like seven hundred. That's more logical. Um, let me look at this. And still, that's ridiculously cheap. For the quantity and quality of education that you're, you know, retrieving from that, that is unbelievable. Hold on one sec. Look, here, I looked it up. Okay, so in Japan, the average, um, like, tuition you pay, for, like, in total, is around 540,000 yen. So I'm pretty sure it was 70,000, not 7,000. But... That of in total, it's around five hundred and forty thousand. That's about five thousand in USD. And then let's take a look at what the average American tuition is. Average American college tuition. It was five thousand, and then in the U.S., it is according to College Board published tuition fees for twenty eighteen to twenty nineteen at state colleges are an average. Of U.S. ten thousand for state residents, twenty-seven, almost twenty-seven thousand for everyone else. This compares to an average of about thirty-six thousand at the private non-profit colleges. That doesn't include the ones that are for-profit. 
Mm-hmm. That is insane. Like even nonprofits are much more than like in other countries. The universities uh a lot. Um I think like, they're well, fundamentally here, let's think of, let's think of some other countries as well. Um what's the average price for I... college outside of the US? The um, let's uh look in like France or something. Hmm. What's the average hmm. price for college in France? It's anywhere in between like two hundred euros to nine hundred euros per semester. Uh, per term it says so. I think nine hundred euros to dollars. Which is like a thousand dollars, so that's much cheaper. And then not only that, I'm not going to say where, but I had a, I had a sister who went to um, college out of state, and for like most of the colleges around there, it was anywhere in between like twenty five to like thirty thousand dollars a year. Like it exactly. was insane. Like it's absurd. I think um. Like the whole concept is absurd. Like you're going to saddle, you know, our young, up and coming young, you know, like, uh, you know, population yeah. with crippling debt and you know degrees that can't land them jobs and like poverty. Useless, so it makes it even worse. Infor- you know? Useless, you know, information and knowledge. Like, you know, I, I really don't like to say that any knowledge is useless because, like, the arts have a place. You know, music, brilliant. You need music. You need film, all that, all those things, but to, you know, to an extent, you're always gonna need um, just people to work, you know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think that what the proper move would be um, reduce or eradicate tuition, if you know. To whatever level is on, you know, necessary, but you increase the rigor of Jesus the university Christ. courses. You need to increase the rigor, you know, like rel- relative to how much you decrease the tuition, right? Yeah. Because everyone says the biggest worry is, oh my God, if you make college free, then everyone's going to have a degree. Then what's the point? Well, maybe it shouldn't be based on who has money. Maybe it should be based on meritocracy. Make it harder to pass. Make it a lot fucking harder to pass. Make yeah. it free. Perfect solution. Make it, make it so it's harder to get in so that the way the people yeah. who are actually smart and like can handle mm-hmm. having a yeah. job that's, you know, there. Or the people who, you know, are trying to become smarter and not people who are like, oh, it's free. Might as well do it so then I don't end up poor. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. That way the hardworking, competent people end up with degrees. And, yeah. um and also make it so you know the people that are trying to work hard but can't because of things like racial profiling they can get in as well you know exactly because one of the biggest issues is things like you know black neighborhoods and stuff because you don't make as much money you can't really make it far because by the time you're out of high school you got to end up sticking with a crappy job because you can't afford college to go to like a nice job that makes good money to where your kids don't have to live the same life as you did Exactly. See, I think the government really has their, you know, like they're th- looking at the shit from the wrong perspective. You know, problems like 
you know, drugs in America, state, you know, hardcore drugs, drug crimes, cartels, you know, gangs, also all kind of, you know, that stuff. The war on drugs isn't going to make that go away. It's going to make it worse, right? Because you're increasing the illegal demand for it and you're making it so that more, you know, violent, only violent criminals are going to go out and, um, you know, not, not necessarily violent criminals are going to go through, but that means that people with, you know, low opportunity who don't see a life for themselves in any other way, you know, they're going to turn to selling drugs because they can make money illegally. They can make a lot of money. It's not even just the fact that, like, you know, they're like, oh, I guess I can't do anything else. It's like they're kind of, sometimes they're kind of forced to, you know, they don't exactly. have any yes. other options. Yeah, you know? sometimes they are. Yeah, so, you know, they look at it from the wrong perspective. They think if they militarize the police and, you know, they throw every druggie they find into a fucking, you know, lockdown for 20 years for smoking a joint, then that'll fix it. Like, no, that's not going to fix the fucking problem. And not only that, but when you're locked up with a hundred other people who are, like, for real bad people and are also yeah. forced into doing these things and it's the only life that they knew, all you're doing is just making it worse, which is why most uh, convicts tend to end up go back. Yeah, you're just going to fuck those people in the head. Because even if they're not violent criminals, you know, you got Rasta, peace-loving guy, smoking a joint, he gets thrown in prison for it. Well, now he's surrounded by, you know, fucking violent rapists to the left, a serial murderer on the right, and they're both terrorizing him day in and day out for his food. And it's not even yeah. like you're just making fun of it. And it's not even like you're making fun of it. That stuff really happens. Kind of like with that's, the, that's the... That's the horrible reality of this thing. Yeah, kind of like with Tommy Chong. Kind of like with Tommy Chong. The dude literally just was, like, smoking weed for, like, yeah. Peaceful protest and also sold things like propaganda. Then he ended up getting. <laughs> he actually got busted jail. for shipping bongs to a state that um, could get him on paraphernalia charges. Oh shit! Uh, as a matter of fact, and um, he's lucky he got sent to a minimum security, you know, and he's a celebrity on top of that. So everyone in there was chill with him and fairly, you know, fairly nice. He talked about that in his interview. It, it just felt like a little vacation, you know. <laughs> I love yeah. Tommy Chong broker stuff like that with really? a little vacation. <laughs> exactly, like because it wasn't that bad for him. But you know, if you look at Inner City Joe, you know things are going to be a lot fucking worse for him when he gets busted for smoking a joint. You know, like he doesn't get that luxury because he's not a celebrity. Sad, like that's a horrible, sad reality of the situation. So, what you could do to more or less eliminate all of those problems is one. You make drugs legal, not because that's a good thing to do, but because the alternative is 20 million times more harmful. Well, I think there's sides. The lesser of two evils. Correct. Some people will be like, this drug should be illegal, and these drugs are fine, they can be legal, but these drugs are not fine, they can be illegal. They'll be like pot, cigarettes, alcohol, but they won't be like heroin, PCP, ketamine... They won't be like going through the whole nine yards with what should be legalized. I think they because should because there's still that black market for those other substances, and it's the if same you legalize way. it, you eliminate the black market. Yes. You also increase the safety and uh, the quality control. Yes. Of it, and you increase the um uh, uh the education and knowledge about it, and that's the main thing people need when it goes comes into drugs, like is education and knowledge, right? About what they're doing to their bodies, you know. That might not stop them from doing it, but it'll make them think about it. And, you know, have a. It may stir a lot more, more people off of drugs. Exactly. 
and it, you know, the people who don't get stirred off of it, they're going to know how to do it as safely as possible. Like with, you know, things like MDMA, you know, if you do it once a year, you're going to be fine. But if you do it once a week, you're going to be fucked up in five years so bad that you can't even experience any joy, you know? Yeah. Like you got to know this stuff or you're going to rot your brain out. And instead of teaching it to people, you know, we um we shun it all away and we say, oh, that's evil, it's horrible, it's the devil, it's etc. So then they try it once and they say, hey, this isn't like anything they said it would be. I guess they were all lying. And that they assume that it then thus forward has no dangers at all. And then that's where the, when they're in real trouble yeah. because they haven't – they've been told that – they haven't – they've been lied to effectively. They haven't been told the truth about it. And so they, 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 make, they make incorrect assumptions, and that, that's when they hurt themselves. So if we stopped doing that shit, and um, I, I have another thing that, that I think would help a lot in conjunction with that would be um, what Andrew Yang wanted to do with the $1,000 a month. What do you guys think about that? Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't do you, know, do you know how that would have actually worked. What is he talking about? Uh, do you remember Andrew Yang running for president? He's dropped out now, I believe. Yeah. I uh, know. But uh, his whole his whole platform was we're going to give every American a thousand dollars a month, um, because Jeff Bezos is taking all of is uh getting rid of all of the jobs. So you know, why don't we tax the fuck out of Jeff Bezos and give people money so that they don't starve, die in the streets, and don't have to resort to crime to feed their families. Yeah. So that's kind of smart. That's that's pretty good. He, he came up with this, you know. He's what, what was he, what, he before he started running for president? He was a um, mathematician, and um, I think um, I don't know. He did some cool things before, and I think he's just went back to doing them now, where he works with um like uh young teenagers and young adults, like with startup companies and things like that in the inner city. So that's pretty dope. I like. Um, yeah, he's dope. I also just like uh, the whole like projects that work with inner city kids as well. Kind of like those projects where it's like people that teach inner city schools, like just basically go straight to the problem and try to fix it. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's actually cops where I live where they'll go around and interact with the children in the area, and they have uh, centers where. If they're, I don't want to say delinquents, but that's the word for it. Where if they're delinquents, they actually help them out and get started on mm -hmm. a better track in life. I think your country becomes an Orwellian nightmare the moment that your people are afraid of your prote public protection and safety force. The people who are protecting your country. If, if, if you become afraid of those, it's, night, it's over. Okay, and I think we're, I think we're really teetering on that moment, right? When you get afraid of the thing that's supposed to pr to protect you the most, it's probably not feeling good anymore. Mm -hmm. If the government wants to last another 25 years, they ought to start doing uh, everything they can to restore our trust in them. Because it's very obvious that our trust in the government is broken, you know, one way or another. Ex except for, you know, the very somewhat dumb Republicans who agree with everything anyone says that's not, you know, democratic. Hmm. We have been recording for one hour, 
in well. 27 minutes. <laughs> Jeez, man. I've literally been sitting here like uh, playing a little bit of The Sims while we talk. I've just been thinking. Um... making sims but i've been taking a little while because i've been stopping and talking and i'm trying to get my designs right I, the reason i say that is because if um if you extract out like one of the real commonalities between totalitarian regimes as far as, you know, you're concerned with, like, how it affects people, like, the people, you know, who live in that country, it's, you know, the police force is brutal and oppressive, and the people are afraid and distrusting of them, right? Yeah. You can't, you can't have a dialogue with them, you know, they're basically represent, they're representatives of the local government, and the local government is, you know, like, the local representative of the federal government. And so that distrust from the bottom up rots the whole system. I agree with that. That's, that's smart, yeah. Hmm. Is there anything else on the list to talk about? Oh yeah, we've got a, we've got plenty. Um, we could move on to the we could talk about a uh, YouTube, Twitch. Um, Need a uh, I don't want to talk. Uh, we got YouTube and Twitch. I kind of want to talk a little bit about Twitch because uh, I've been looking at a little bit at the whole Alinity stuff because I didn't yeah. even know about any of it. It's about to mention that. Did we talk about that last last no, episode? Because no, no, no. I remember, yeah, because I remember talking about it with someone recently. I can't remember who, but um, the Alinity situation. She is so. She makes me angry because not only is she stupid, but she doesn't get in trouble for any of the stuff that she does. One of the theories I actually seen recently is people think that she could be uh, romantically involved with one of the Twitch mods. Oh yeah, because she's so like doesn't get any repercussion from what she does that it's obvious there's something going on with her and Twitch. Because anything that she does, she gets no repercussion. But if anyone else were to do, they would be banned in an instant. She's. Like the things I've seen that she's done so far, she flashed her boobs. She fed her cat vodka. She threw her cat. She took pictures of her butt while streaming. She taped her cat like with a uh, wrapping paper. Um, what else? Oh yeah, one I also seen was she got angry because. A bunch of these dudes, some guy donated like a couple of dollars and said that uh, he enjoyed her streams and that it was the last couple of dollars he had, so he wanted to give it to her. She got angry because uh, people were coming to her her streams and donating with uh, pity money instead of actual money that she deserves. And she was saying she, that if you... Hold on, hold yeah. on. No, no, no. I take I take, I take problem. She said, she said that? Yeah. Basically... She and then she also said like uh she was also saying that if you come to her, she was also saying like if you donate in her streams that it needs to be more than just a couple of dollars, which oh made God. it made me so angry. God. It's funny too because she's stupid, dude. All she does is sit around playing video games that she's not good at, 
hitting on these simp dudes who donated her tons of money and streams while wearing really skimpish outfits. Like, she yeah. is so out of it. She is, like, not, she's not a Twitch thought. She is the Twitch thought, dude. She is... Oh my god, she makes me angry. And then, uh, there was, there was one other thing I was gonna bring up. I can't to pay attention to people like that, because they, 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 they make me so fucking dumb. There was one uh, other thing, and I'm trying to remember what it is. I don't um, want to encourage anything, or anyone to do anything, but if somebody's able to, they should do something about Alinity. We can't, because people have reported her tons and tons and added people on Twitter and, like, tried to get rid of her. And there was one time where even, um, she got... That's not what I meant, but... Oh, you're talking about that. Never mind. I thought you were... For the most okay. part. For the you most part. Don't, that, don't, that don't encourage anyone mean. to do doxing or... No, no, no. I'm not saying that. Like, I mean, we need to get the 4chan, like, troll campaign. Alright? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. The 4chan troll campaign. Solve yeah. the problem from did the bottom just became, up. Did that just became people to stop watching her? I think that just became the name of this episode. You know, the, the 4chan troll campaign. The, the it should just, we should just entitle this episode hashtag Alinity 4chan <laughs> troll campaign. Oh my gosh, bro! That is the best thing I've ever heard. I it, like, that. like I started thinking of. Remind all of her viewers that porn is free. And <laughs> yeah, uh, Alinity's also somewhat free. Yeah, they're just the poor suckers that want to give her money. Porn is better. Yeah. yeah, it's like what the fuck are you uh, doing? I think that it's not even just Alinity. There's just a lot of. Here's the thing: is I have no issue with women who decide to use their bodies like that. If you decide to make pornography or do camera stuff, that's your right as an adult, and you choose to do that. It's perfectly fine if you know you want to do that. But Twitch is a platform for things like. Gaming, gaming, talking, like, you know, just playing, you know, having fun and talking to audiences. Well, I mean, you can not... make the argument that she is doing that, but, you know, it's just, it's like these people that give Yeah, her, but that's not like, her purpose. Her... Like, she plays video games, but she's hardly ever paying attention. She's trash at what she does. You And she, not only that, but while she's doing it, she's always wearing something, like, that it's, it's obviously yeah. suggestive or explicit. Those reasons are somewhat valid, but I do want to say that they aren't the most accurate reasons. I believe the most accurate reasons yeah. is how she presents herself on stream. Yeah, that is well. What that is actions well. she she takes and how yeah. her personality is. I'm just I'm just like purpose. separating the I'm just separating it from the whole her being stupid and doing bad things, and I'm mostly focusing on like the uh, the fact yeah. that she's you know. I don't she's know how, technically how playing video it. games, and she's technically yeah. not revealing. Yeah, but it's not her intentions to like. Exactly. If you think about it, most of like these gaming channels, they do it because they enjoy video games and they want to put out content of video games that people can enjoy. She puts out video games in hopes of, hopefully, they won't she's notice that I have my boots so on. She, won't, she, won't, yeah. she clearly yeah. doesn't care about the games she's playing. Yeah, I've watched her. By I, the way, I can't remember. If you want to get a streamer on Twitch? Look up Last Miles. If you're technology. Yes. Last Miles is so fun. Remember is it when a male I or a told female? you I got him to male. male. It's a what? He's a, oh, he's a programming wizard. <laughs> literally. He's literally, he's literally the seven-year-old dude in a wizard hat with a fuck ton of what? He, oh, he's live right now. Yeah, here oh, God. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. We're going to stop the podcast and go watch Last Miles, boys. No. <laughs> no. I, I followed him. Uh, okay, he doesn't have very many people, though. He's only got 39 people watching right now. Vince, yeah, by he's the tiny. Way. Yeah, he's really tiny. Vince, by the way, if you want to learn about coding and 
how like a developer goes through his workflow. Last Miles is a guy you would want to watch because he works on different Unix and Unix-like systems from Linux to FreeBSD yeah. to Solaris to fucking Herd. He does all kinds of weird shit. Another thing with Twitch is, well, there's, it's not even like, oh, there's a lot of, you know, uh, apples that spoil the bunch. It's just like, there's tons of females like that, big or small. There's so many. Like, here's the thing is, I follow one girl on Twitch. No, like one or, oh, no, I forgot I have two. Follow two. I follow Pokemon. And I follow this girl who, I can't remember her name, but she does body painting videos. But the thing <laughs> is, which, because I've always liked, no, I, I just like Twitch body painting. Band 2020, guys. Yeah. But here's the thing, though, is like, I've just always liked, um, I've always enjoyed body painting because I used to watch a lot of stuff back when I was in like early elementary and like, uh, I mean, late elementary and like early middle school. I was really into it. And I enjoyed watching her stuff because she was pretty good at it. Because, but here's the thing: is with body painting, you pretty much get completely naked, but you like cover up, you know, the explicit parts of your body, like your nipples or your vagina or just whatever. And because they're like barely covered because she's painting herself, there's all these horny like twenty to forty year old dudes that come out there and just watch this girl because they feel teased and it's disgusting. And because of there's so many guys like this. These same guys follow other women like this, which means I follow like one or two gamer girls, and then all of my recommended is just chicks that are like dancing or like cook with like really skimpish clothes or girls that do sleep streams or just whatever. Cooking and like, in my bikini. Yeah, cooking, <laughs> cooking while I'm wearing nothing but nipple pads and a booty shorts. God. And it's so stupid. Like, I just want to watch body painting. Like, I don't care about your breasts. Then don't give them attention. When you said nipple pads, that reminds me of this commercial I seen the other day. So I saw an ad on YouTube, and it was like... And then, okay, I, f oh, I forgot. I let, also me, let me finish. Let me finish. Oh, right. It was talking about women's bras, and there's apparently right. this new bra that's that this company makes. And basically, what I like to call it is the titty sticker. The what? The titty sticker. <laughs> Hello, the what? Me a, the way oh, it works is it's a giant fucking sticker pad that goes on your titty oh. and it just keeps it up instead of using a traditional bra. I hate everything about that, but also love it. I, I just. It titty oh sticker. My God. That's basically just a larger version of nipple pads. Okay, so. Yeah. But uh, there's also this one girl who I have an issue with. Her name is um, Amorinth? I think that's Amaranth? It's like A-M-O-U-R-A-N-T-H. Okay, here's what she's doing right now. If you don't believe me when I say that she's a Twitch thought, her current stream right now is barbecue plus pool stream. Subscribers get Snapchat. Oh, God. That's fucking I cringe. honestly couldn't make myself and then like, And then, like, I'm looking at her live chat. What does he call them? Like... I, I'm looking at her live chat, and most of it is just guys uh, that are getting their messages deleted by mods. Are they just calling her a Twitch? Oh yeah, she's currently wearing. She's currently barbecuing next to her pool while wearing a a, a a bikini that is like it just barely fits her. And then she's also got um this really weird like fishnet thing that hangs over her body. It's absurd.
And then she also does like sleep streams where it's literally just her laying down in bed and then she'll talk to chat for like an hour or two. And then guys just watch her, watch her sleep. Like, that's so weird. Like, what? <laughs> 173, line 173, what is the error? Um... Are you working on uh, Roblox yeah. code right now? Uh-oh. Don't really, we can't reveal too much on uh, the thing that we're doing. You know, it's fine that you said that, but uh, I think it's best to keep it secret, though, because someone could always steal it, you know? What are you talking about? The Lovecraft uh, code and all that? I'm talking about what he's working on right now. I'm saying I wouldn't say much about it because you never know if someone watches this and you could be into coding and be like, yoink, steal that idea, do it real quick, well, and then copyright like it. could see or hear what's going on. I mean, that's Josh going to happen code. inevitably, but uh, I just have a, hopefully have a stronger work ethic and better ideas, and I'm a better programmer than them, hopefully. Um, if they're not, then by all means, go ahead and do it better than me. That's how technology progresses. But yeah. they're probably not. Not to be egotistical, but that's... I don't know. I mean, you have a right to be egotistical. Roblox programmers tend to be pretty young. I'm in the middle threshold of age and probably the upper threshold of skill. As far as Roblox developers go. I finally finished my stupid Sims, by the way, if you guys were wondering. Which, this whole platform's a stupid joke anyway. I'm just doing it because it, it's fun to mess around with math and physics. and You know, maybe yeah. I'll make some money. Buy cigarettes with. I don't yeah. think you'll make much money, but even if you do, I mean, hey, people. Oh yeah, by the way, how much have, how about how much have you guys made Wheezy on a, uh, on Cave Game? <laughs> did we make like twenty dollars, Josh? And how much did you guys pay? How much did you guys pay? How much did you guys pay for licensing and stuff? Um, it's just a hundred dollars for the Steam submission fee. Yep. So you got you guys. How much? Like, when did you make the uh, Cave Game after you got like the licensing, or was that like? one of your games you made uh after the others no we had yeah. yeah we uh with the same process you have to get it's a hundred dollars for each game that you want to um upload to steam um oh so you guys yeah. haven't even made your money back no we're 70 in the negative yep um wow i don't know i just got bored with it. i just gave i'll up. be i'll be surprised if you guys even make your money back <laughs> I, I won't and i don't really care it's like i actually thought about buying it because i have like nine dollars on steam so i almost thought uh, about purchasing don't even it. buy it anymore because i open sourced it like, uh recently and uh, open sourced it and i'm just letting people have it it's like a really fun learn like learning to code thing like go ahead and you know play around with this Probably teach you some things. It's gonna be like a fit infinity minor where there's another fucking notch. Yeah. Just comes along, steals your game, <laughs> and it's like yo like this Minecraft. Well it was now. literally a cool so it's like whatever. Um I will go ahead and link you the uh source code so you can take a look at it later. You wanna talk about Brick Hill? I I've actually Brick looked Hill? into the site a little bit. Brick Hill, what is that about? Brick Hill is basically a Roblox clone, but it's in a it's in an aesthetic where it's really old Roblox, like oh. the really old 2012, 2010, 2009 days of Roblox. That's the aesthetic they're going for. But it's pretty much the same as Roblox in that aspect of you have a catalog, you buy items with bucks which is basically robux and then uh bits which is ticks 
Oh wait, Roblox doesn't have ticks anymore. <laughs> Let me remove that. It's also a platform where you don't get hashtags for every other fucking word you say. Dude, that's what I hate about Roblox. Like, I don't even I feel, play. I feel like Roblox on a scale of one to a hundred. Right now, it's like a sixty-five percent. If they took out the stupid censorship, like most of it, it would go from like a sixty to like an eighty percent because it makes well, me so angry. It's so hard to interact with human beings. Well, no, you, you don't want to interact Roblox. with. Another. Roblox was initially made for children to learn about, like, uh, making games. Yeah, but now it's not that, and they've yet to change that, so... Nowadays, it's gotten a lot bigger. You have Phantom Forces, you have the murder I game I think Phantom mode. Forces is a fucking amazing. Yes, it's a very amazing game with the limitations that Roblox has. I used to, I used to play it a little bit, but I mostly just kind of played, like, uh, what's the name of it? Um... Like Jailbreak, that was probably like one of the only games I played, and a lot of like tycoons. But the only tycoons I really played were like the ones who actually had to work, like Wood Tycoon and stuff. Yeah, like those I ones. Were I liked cool that to me. one too. Back in high school, um, I was on this co-op program because I uh, had a job at Mc. Like, first, it was a phone repair shop until I called the owner a cunt and left, and then I had to go work at McDonald's. Second <laughs> grade. Yeah. Um. Four of my classes were just taken up by that, so that was awesome. So I could leave school at like eleven, like thirty, and um, me and my friend Brian would go home and smoke cigarettes and play Phantom Forces until we had to go to work. And then when I got home from work, I'd play Phantom Forces. Or bang for you. Yeah. Do you still smoke? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, are you? Oh yeah, it's a bit like. You, you, you smoke weed, that's different. No, 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not just that. Not every day, doing? though, but just, like... Sometimes my brother will come around and he'll have some. Sometimes, you know, my mom will have some of her anxiety. And she's like, you want to hit on me? Sure. You know? For our listeners, uh, even though they said it, smoking is bad. <laughs> Don't do it. It's bad for your lungs. And good for Dude. the environment. Even like the people that I know that smoke like cigarettes, I'm not a even role model. they Don't say do it's nasty. I'm. It is. I'm not a role model. Don't do what the I fuck do. are you guys talking about? Shut your mouth, Weez. <laughs> what? Hand base. So. Uh, well, let me open up our topics right. list. Um. I think we I'm should. Not... Uh, Call it a quits here soon and save I mean, the all right. rest of that for next episode. Yeah. Yeah. One of my issues with Twitch as well is, well, not issues, but one of the things I like with, with Twitch is their system of like, um, of how they deal with people that like break rules and stuff. Like if they're, if they have someone who, like they have kind of fewer rules than YouTube does. But because of that, they have like, when you do break those simple rules, you get suspended. Which I like much more than like, because there's a lot of people that do this for careers. And people that do YouTube, they struggle with it more because of the fact that like, you get demonetized for everything and anything. But I like that Twitch isn't really like that, you know? It's one of the, uh, I think, pros of it is. Mm -hmm. it's they're not just, as they're hard. just homogenizing their content, which is going to turn it stale, boring, and repetitive, and their user base is going to leave. And, yeah. you know, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, 
Yeah. You know, the advertisers, you know, might be a little pissy about it, but you'll want to tell them to shut up because, you know, if you censor and homogenize your content, then all your users are going to get bored and leave. Yeah. Because you're, you know, all the interesting people aren't making videos anymore because they can't need to monetize. It's like, this isn't rocket science. You guys have degrees yeah. in this shit. You ought to be able to figure it out, you know? And it's stupid too because, like, the people that, like, most people are interested. People assume that like YouTube is all a family, like YouTube themselves. They assume that everyone wants it to be family friendly. Which yeah, I agree. There should be somewhat censorship or like you know people tagging their videos so that way people know, hey, this is for family, like you know, for younger kids, and this is for like not for younger kids. But I'm then, sure there are plenty of um, companies that would love to sponsor non-family friendly content. Like yeah. It's silly too because the people that are like very much, I guess, mature content, like, like they enjoy mature content, you know, like people like Call Me Carson, Raccoon Eggs, and all these guys who are like joke around like they're 17. Well, not but even like, that. The, I, the, you know, I can understand that aspect of it too, but channels dedicated to history, like I, I, I love this one channel. I love this one channel. Mark Felton Productions, World War II. Heard of him. I've watched him a little bit. All the time. Yeah, he's not monetized, I don't think, right? Um, Cody's not Lab, sure. scientific videos, demonetized. Nile Red, you know, chemistry videos, demonetized. Infographic video. show has been demonetized as well. Infographic show, demonetized. Periodic video, really? demonetized. Yes. Um, Infographic show has been demonetized, demonetized a good bit because they make videos about, like, medieval torture and stuff, which it's like, yeah, it's a bit much, but it's, it's an actual educational video. <laughs> All of Cody's Lab's radiation and explosives videos got, get demonetized. And he... Wait, uh, what he has to call it. Yes. Um, you said he made explosives? His, what did I just hear? Anytime he worked in his mine and he was working with TNT or dynamite, he had to call it. Um, um, he had to just not mention the fact that it was there, or he'll also get demonetized, I suppose. <laughs> you know, it's like this is retarded. You know, this is educational content, and you're demonetizing it because it's which, like, yeah, content. that all makes it good for like the. Families that watch like YouTube with their kids, or just kids in general that watch YouTube. Yeah, sure. It's, YouTube it's wants to you, keep their viewer base dumb. You can't convince yeah. me that um, watching a video about a guy working in a mine because he thinks it's fun. You can't convince me that that is somehow immoral. And not only that, like, what kid is gonna watch a dude on YouTube that works in mines and go, "Oh, he uses TNT. I want to be like him." Like what? My nephew. Yeah. <laughs> Why is there anything wrong with that, though? Why yeah, is there like, anything there's wrong with matter a kid with wanting to be a... hardworking and smart people? Well, yeah, if a guy wants to, if a kid wants to be a minor, let the dude be a minor. Like, uh, it's it's weird to explain, but it's true, you know. It's a frustrating situation, Browns. I think that media. Uh, like how it used to be is much better than what it is now. If you look at like YouTube, what it was back in the good old days when like people were when, when Minecraft was like the mainstream media pretty much on YouTube and Still everyone is. watched it yeah, and everyone watched like Team Crafted and stuff. Those were like that was the peak of YouTube because people didn't get demonetized as much. Like people could just do whatever they wanted and still get paid. People could have fun. But now it's all about clickbait, making sure you're monetized, making sure you're you know, your ads are from things that are going to make you money, making mm -hmm. sure that your fan base isn't, you know, against your content, all this. This is what YouTube's, um, this is YouTube's, you know, Achilles heel is yeah. that 
they is that because of that people are losing interest you know you know they're prioritizing short-term you know profit over you know long-term you know like uh, sustainable sustainability as a company or you know, like in the short term yeah you're going to get more money from advertisers because it's all family friendly content and they have no objections to it but in the long term you're going to run off all your content creators and all your um uh non-brain yeah. uh, uh viewers and honestly you know if they're going to do it then let them fuck it let them die you know you know it's it's not like a I think that they censor their viewers too much. It's it's obscure. The next thing you know, people are going to start getting demonetized for talking trash on YouTube. I mean, it kind of. I don't want to say it's already happening. The trash but it's going the there. It'll happen fast enough. I guarantee it. I managed to get myself stuck in the trash can in the VR game. Yeah. This is cool. I wonder if I can pull myself up out of the ground. All right, so yes, I can. I can pull myself out of the trash. Cool. It's time to wrap Ooh. it up. It's almost two hours. All right, man. Well, um, oh, wow. Yeah, that's where you've been going for that long. All right, well, well I guess to yeah, I've had a lot of fun this episode. I mean, talked about some pretty deep topics again. That's probably my favorite thing about this. But um, insert more random Joe Rogan noises here. You want to do the uh, outro music with me? That's really cringy. Oh, wait, what was it? Oh, yeah, the, <laughs> that. Oh, yeah, let's go, bro. Get closer. Yeah, get a little bit, a little bit. Okay. Oh, yeah. I hope you enjoyed the show. Now we don't really know where to go other than our caves where we do nothing but play games. This was not the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast. It was four I've never retards. done <laughs> It was four retard talking about racism. Don't have a bald head, but I do have a big piece. America! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right.